Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is September 9th, 2022, and our first story, a woman beheaded publicly in front of people in the street, sending shockwaves in California. People are very worried about crime, and it's going to have a huge impact this midterm election. Democrats know it, but we need to change the culture if we're going to win this. It's not just about politics. In our next story, AOC is getting slammed because she said she didn't know if interracial relationships were right for her. It's weird how even leftists like AOC start to become more quote unquote conservative by their own definition as they move towards families and marriage. Not that I think opposing interracial marriage is conservative. I'm talking about from their point of view. But it is true. The future will be conservative because liberals don't have kids. In our last story, the music industry. Yeah, we hit number two and the corporate press insulted us, told us to F off and they're refusing to acknowledge it. Let's talk about that. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave us five stars. Share the show with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. It's no secret that violent crime is on the rise. It's no secret that Democrats have demonized the police. They've defunded the police to a great extent. And they've advocated for cashless bail and other reforms, which has resulted in a dramatic increase in crime. It's all true. Now, it may be that we see a lot of these news stories and we're not used to seeing them. Before the Internet, you just got the news you got. And they did talk about murder and crime, but they couldn't talk about all murder and all crime. Now that we can see it, maybe we're just being overexposed to reality. Well, that may be true, but it's also true that the stats show crime is through the roof. And horrifying stories like this are a smack in the face and a wake up call that I think people need to hear. Dude, you know, I was going to do another story and, you know, Donald Trump in a grand jury investigation. Oh, thanks, Democrats. You're going after Trump. That's what we're really upset about. And then I saw this story. It's from really early this morning. It's from about 12 hours ago. Man arrested after beheading young mother in middle of San Carlos Street. Law enforcement sources. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Man arrested after beheading a young mother. Why? Publicly in front of other people. You know, and it got me thinking about there's another story a few months ago about a dude who raped a woman in public on a train and they just watched. Now, I get it, man. You know, you've got some crazy guy with a long bladed weapon removing the head of another human being in front of you. It's like, what do you do? And I got to be honest, you know, being unarmed and going up against someone with a knife, 
yo, it's not going to be pretty. And it may have just made this into two victims instead of one. People need to understand that knives in many circumstances are more dangerous than guns. So what do you do, man? What do you do? Well, law enforcement, police. I'm not a big fan of a lot of what police do. And I've often said of the Democrats, you want to defund the police by all means. Go for it with my blessing. And now we're starting to see it. And that's why I don't want to live in cities like this. Now, this is just one story. We got a couple more. We got a story about a dude in New York, walked up to a random guy, slashed him in the stomach. I got a story about a dude in Chicago, gets punched, pulled out a gun, shoots another guy, puts him down. We have a bunch of these stories. Two cops ambushed. Dude, why are we reading about this stuff? You know, there was another story a few, uh, a few years ago. Guy was walking down the street in New York with his four-year-old daughter. Car pulls up, pop, pop, puts him down in front of his daughter. And I'm just like, dude, I don't like authoritarianism. I don't like when police lie and get away with it. I want accountability. But the Democrats aren't doing this. You see, what they're doing is sane people can see cops acting a fool and say, can we get some accountability here? The Democrats seeking to exploit that say, uh, oh, yeah, sure, we'll defund the police, whatever, if it shuts you up. And it just makes everything worse. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to have all the solutions. I can tell you this. It's only gotten worse since defund the police, since the demonization of police has expanded rapidly. Now, now, I know, I know. I do lean fairly libertarian. And I think we have, you know, duly elected police sheriffs. They do a better job than big city police. I'm not a fan of big city police. I can only say this. As much as I hear what my libertarian friends say about wanting to abolish all the police and everything, I'm like, maybe the answer is the Second Amendment. I can tell you right now, outside of the greater ideal ideological context, Democrats have a major problem. They know they have a major problem. And now we got a story from the New York Post saying, vote out them, vote, vote out the Democrats to stop this stuff. Because I can't stand seeing this, man. Now we got a story about a Democrat arrested for murdering a journalist. Oh, man, these stories are just absolutely crazy. And it's not just about crime. A polio emergency in New York. Come on, dude. Child drag shows, all of this stuff. I think, you know, I, I want to tell you, I'm wrapping up this segment with some good news because the right is making tremendous gains in the culture war and the left can't maintain the psychosis for long. I think the midterms are going to show that people are fed up with this stuff, but Republicans might lose the Senate. Not that I think the Republicans are all that great to begin with, but if the Democrats retain the Senate, then, you know, we're still jammed up, I guess. But this is about local issues, local elections, and waking people up to stop voting for this stuff. How do you do it? You got to win the culture war. Now, my friends, before we get started, I want to give a shout out, not to TimCast.com, although technically that was, but a shout out to Tom McDonald and his new song, Riot. My friends, I'm going to include the link to the description below to Amazon. I don't like Amazon either, but buy Tom McDonald's song, Riot, because he's independent. He's counterculture. He speaks out against this stuff. We need to support people like Tom. I, I, now, I also want to say, too, I know he's like the big name in counterculture, and there's probably a bunch of other artists that we could be shouting out and promoting to, and we will. The establishment, the corporate press, they don't want narratives like this getting out. And it, and it is tough. When you're talking politics, they know how to ignore you. I'm hoping that with, with all of our support, with all of you watching, buying Tom McDonald's song, we can push him up in the billboard charts, force the media to acknowledge it, and then start getting more attention on these issues. Tom's got a bunch of political messaging. He's got songs that aren't political. Riot's not particularly political, but he does rag on the establishment media machine, and I respect it. If we can support each other, 
If y'all can spend $1 on Tom McDonald's song by clicking the link below and put him on the top of Billboard, force the media to acknowledge who he is and what he represents, maybe we can shift this culture war faster, start inspiring people to speak up against this, maybe bring some peace and stability to our cities once again. I know maybe it sounds like it's not entirely connected, but let me let me tell you, when you get woke leftists saying defund the police, when you get major bands on on arena stages saying defund the police, so you get stuff like this. Now, I know I got my libertarian friends. They're rolling around saying, no, 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 we got to look with respect. I don't completely agree. I can maybe agree with some kind of with, with reforms, absolutely with reforms and criminal justice reforms. But, dude, I think we need cultural. We, it's not just about police. I don't want to sit here and sing the praise of cops because I know cops don't do good all the time. But what I'm saying is this is a cultural problem. We need people to stand up for each other. We need people to fear the, the ramifications of, of, of allowing stuff like this. We just need a cultural shift across the board. What we need is counterculture opinions and voices rising in the ranks, speaking up, giving those interviews and challenging the machine. I think Tom does that. We did a big shout out for our song two weeks ago. Tom's got a new song now. Let's organize. We come together. We, you spend $1. If we can get 100,000 people out of the millions who watch me and watch him to buy his song, he's number one. Let's make that happen, my friends. Let's read the news now and talk politics. Man arrested after beheading young mother in the middle of a San Carlos street. Man, it's California, dude. Law enforcement sources tell the ABC7i team's Dan Noyes that a man beheaded a young woman in the middle of the street in front of witnesses. The San Mateo County Sheriff's Department said the crime happened in the 300-400 block of Laurel Street and Magnolia Avenue at 11.50 a.m. During a press conference, Lieutenant Eamon Allen said the crime happened in the street outside the victim's residence. They had to, uh, the I-team obtained law enforcement records on the incident that said just before noon, reports came in that the woman's head was cut off by a sword. At 12.14 p.m., children are there, scared to come, want their mom. We were told the two were in an ongoing relationship, but law enforcement sources say the victim got a temporary restraining order against the suspect. Hayward resident Jose Solano Lindeda in April. Now, no, no, look, look, look. It's, it's important to note that crime happens, okay? It's not a new thing. They say the search for the weapon is still ongoing. I'm just saying it's not one story. It's not an isolated incident. Of course, we have the story about the Democrat who is accused of murdering a journalist. Not that I like journalists, but violent crime is wrong. I got a bunch of stories. There's there's a whole bunch of stories. Let me show you some of these stories. Chicago, West Garfield Park neighborhood. Man sucker punches a man from behind. Man pulls gun and blows him away. It's like, dude. Look, I get it. Don't go around sucker punching people. But this, this video, I'm not showing you this video to give sympathy to anybody. A dude sucker punches a guy. Why? Don't do that. That's bad. The dude, with, with no more danger, about to leave, stops, turns around, pulls a gun out, blows a guy away. Why? Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. 
Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. Is that the kind of situation that we want to live in? Yeah, no, I don't think so, man. Here we go. Just another regular day in San Francisco. People fighting in the street, open air drug use, dogs barking, just cities falling apart. Here's more. Two sheriff's deputies are shot and killed in an ambush in Cobb County, Georgia. Two suspects in custody following hours-long standoff with police. Here's another one. Knife men shouting Allahu Akbar stabs two people before being shot dead by police in Germany. I know. Germany's not the U.S. I know. I think there's another story that I don't have pulled up. The dude slashes the other dude in the stomach. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that we, 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 we see so much of this stuff. These stories, the crime, the insanity. And I'll tell you why. And I'll tell you what the issue is. Democrats are starting to are, are starting to realize they got a, they got a problem in their cities. Again, I know Germany's not the U.S. It's just another example of this. It's been happening all over, right? Take a look at this. A Democrat elected official allegedly stabbed an investigative reporter to death last Friday in Nevada. At the press conference responding to the incident, a reporter decided to ask the sheriff whether he condemned Donald Trump. I am so sick of this. Dude, I don't want to wake up to read a story about somebody being beheaded. I get it. Crime happens. These things have happened. You've had crime. I grew up in a city where there was a lot of crime. But man, can we get journalists to address the problem that the attempts made by Democrats have been flaccid and have made things worse. They were letting people out of jails and then arresting people for opening their businesses during COVID. And this is what you get. Let me play you this clip. So why are we talking politics then? Uh, no, I think this is probably the inappropriate venue to speculate on that. Or It's kind of hard to hear. So why are we talking politics? This is why we're talking politics. Do you condemn former President Trump? Violence against journalists, blah, blah, blah. There's a sickness, an affliction. And it's exactly why I shouted out Tom McDonald's song. Okay? We are working on cultural content here because this should not be allowed. It is not Donald Trump who did this. It was a Democrat accused and charged. I don't know if he did it. Innocent until proven guilty. But come on, guys. When people are exposed to nothing but woke trash in the media, they don't pay attention. They get their news from garbage outlets. This is what you get. So a Democrat was arrested. Is it Trump's fault? What what does Trump have to do with this? What we need is regular people being exposed to counterculture, to push back, to shut down these cult psychopaths. I'm sick of reading all these stories, man. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Grand jury looking into Trump's post-2020 election fundraising. 
Why? I don't care. Trump's fundraising. Steve Bannon was perp walked. Turns himself in. They say he defrauded Trump supporters. Black Lives Matter is accused of the same thing more than once. Where's the perp walk for Black Lives Matter? See, this is a cultural problem. You've got people who are in a cult who adhere to whatever the mob wants and the mob doesn't care about you. We need to change things. We need the biggest movies, the biggest music, the biggest video games to have a message saying F you to the cult. So it's one of the reasons we make culture. You may have noticed at TimCast.com, we are not expanding our political offerings. We have news. We have TimCast IRL, but we launched a bunch of shows that aren't political. Pop Culture Crisis, Tales from the Inverted World, Chicken City. We're doing a conspiracy show next. Music, not political at all, because I'm sick of it, man. I know it's important to pay attention to politics. I know you listening here, this is a really important and good thing. The next step is winning the culture war. I'm going to say it 800,000 times all throughout this next week. Because people come to me and they're like, Tim's grifting, trying to be a rock star. Tom McDonald's already a rock star. Support him. He's pushing back on the machine. We've got to win this cultural battle. We've got to have better influence for our young people, for kids. Now, I know it's important. Republicans, conservatives have more kids than liberals. Fine, good. But they're still trying to influence your kids and they're using the arts to do it. Maybe we'll win on the school choice effort. Maybe conservatives will homeschool their kids. Maybe libertarians will homeschool their kids. Politically homeless and and traditional liberals, maybe they will too. And the woke people will eventually just be pushed out. We've also got to create influential content doing the same thing. Now, Democrats know what's going on. This story from the Washington Post. Worries over crime haunt Democrats ahead of the midterm elections. Sitting before a dozen police officers last week at a public safety forum, Rep. Susie Lee of Nevada wanted to make clear that she still defends law enforcement in Congress. She will defend law enforcement. I will open. I will always I always open up these and say I do not want to defund the police and in fact have voted multiple times to increase funding to police departments. Not that I think that's necessarily the solution either. I think reform is fine. I think culture matters. Lee, who was on a list of House Democrats seen as vulnerable in November, told the group that included representatives from, the, from two local law enforcement associations, which recently endorsed her reelection campaign. There it is. She's vulnerable. She knows she can't play this far left garbage. But in big cities, they keep on doing it. And the cities are falling apart. Fears that Democrats are losing ground on crime were compounded by Tuesday primary results, which included the recall of San Francisco District Attorney Chesa Boudin. So this is back. This story is from uh, back in June, I believe, uh, June 8th. President Biden echoed the concern Wednesday. The voters sent a clear message last night. Both parties are to step up and do something about crime as well as gun violence. Shut up, Biden. Gun violence. No, people need more guns so they don't get murdered in the street. And Memphis, dude, that that one really melted my face off. Tucker Carlson comes out and he's like, what happened to Memphis? If we don't stop this, then every city becomes Memphis. And I'm like, all right, Tucker. No, I know I agree. But, you know, you know, tone it down a little bit, my friend. And then what happened literally that next day? A dude goes around shooting people and live streaming it. And I'm just like, why? The left comes out with their empty, psychotic platitudes. Well, guns are the problem. If any one of those people was armed, they could have stopped that guy. So shut up. The guy should have done it in the first place. What is wrong is that we are a sick culture. That's just that's that's the that's the issue. Democrats in vulnerable positions are now coming out and saying, "Okay, okay, okay, okay. 
We, are, we know crime's bad. Democrats in the far left areas are doubling down on this psych- psychopathy, psychopathy, I pronounce it. Here we go. The Examiner from September 6th. Democrats' weakness on crime becomes a statewide issue in Minnesota. Politico details the standing of the state's most vulnerable progressive, Attorney General Keith Ellison. Ellison is polling nearly even with his GOP opponent, Jim Schultz. Crime is about is about all Schultz wants to discuss, which only makes sense in a race to serve as the state's chief prosecutor. Yeah, they got problems, man. You know, when uh, the McCloskeys had violent protesters break the gate down into their gated community and cross onto their property, they came out with weapons and they were arrested and criminally charged. You see, this is the problem with Democrats. When, when you defend yourself as a victim, they arrest you. Yeah, people don't believe me. When I was in New Jersey, New Jersey is not castle doctrine. In New Jersey, this is explained to me by lawyers and cops. If you are, if you are in your house, okay, let's, let's do this. If you're outside your house watering the flowers and a guy starts screaming at the top of his lungs down the street with a gun and starts running at you, you have to retreat into your home. You have to retreat into your home. You cannot stop and stand your ground on your property. You retreat into your home. Here's the best part. If the individual then goes up to your door, kicks the door in, wielding a gun, you are then obligated to retreat out of your home. Could you not? If you can't retreat out of your home, now you have an affirmative defense to use lethal force. So in my scenario, we did not have a back door. We had a basement door. The way the house was set up was like, here's the top of the house. Here's a door. The back door was a deck that was 20 feet off the ground. So good luck. Well, it was 10. It was like 12 feet off the ground and then 20 at its highest. If you go downstairs, there's a back door out the back way. So if someone kicks in the front door, I'm thinking to myself, am I going to have to explain to the police that I couldn't jump off the balcony or are they going to argue it's only 12 feet you could have? That's what I was told. They said, well, you know, if you use a weapon to defend yourself, you will be arrested, you will be charged, and then you can assert an affirmative defense of self-defense in the, in the criminal charges against you. And I'm like, if a dude breaks into my house, they're like, yeah. Now, the truth is there's discretion. Would the prosecutor really come after you for it? Well, most people tell me, oh, of course they will. Why wouldn't they? They don't like guns. In Maryland, it's a little different. I'm told that because uh, we have a studio in Maryland. If somebody enters our property with a weapon, threatening to do us harm, you have to retreat into your house. If that person then tries to breach the house, you're entitled to lethal force. I was, it was explained to me by uh, lawyers and police. In this instance, in Maryland, you will not be arrested if you defend yourself in your home. You likely won't be, unlike New Jersey. New Jersey is just absolutely evil. In West Virginia, here's where it gets better. Literally better. If you're standing in an open field, which is your property, and a guy starts running at you screaming with a gun, you can defend yourself and they will come and shake your hand and say, we're sorry this happened to you. Thank you for doing the right thing and protecting yourself and others. That's how it works in West Virginia. You see, it's a cultural problem. I can understand that in Baltimore they got issues, but how does that justify taking away the rights of people who live in the rural parts of the state? New Jersey, similar problems. How does that justify taking away the right to, self def- to self-defense when you, you live outside of the big cities? Cultural problems. That's it. And it's not just crime. Democrat policy is a failure across the board. New York declares polio emergency 
as another county finds virus in wastewater. Man, I saw this. You got to get away from the cities, man. You don't want polio, do you? I think so far only a thousand people are said to have had it. There's only one paralytic case of polio. People need to understand when it comes to polio, I think it's something like 70% of people have no symptoms at all. And then it's uh, uh, 25% of people get minor symptoms like a sore throat. And then it's like 4% of people will get gastrointestinal distress and shakes and fever. And, and I think it's 0.1%. Yeah, 0.1% will get paralysis from polio. Hey, man, I don't want to take, take those odds. One in 1,000 to get paralyzed? No, thank you. A Rockland County man has a paralytic polio infection. Wastewater samples confirm community spread. Now, a lot of people were like, it's the anti-vaxxers. And I'm like, okay, wow. I didn't realize there were so many anti-vaxxers in New York. In the New York, it's New York City and, and, and north of the city. Yeah. Failed Democrat policies. The New York Post gets it from the editorial board. September 6. Vote out Democrats to stop the New York crime wave. Yeah, I know. We know. You know. It's culture. The police can enforce this stuff, but they need the support of the people. The people have to have a culture of supporting police. I'm not a big fan of how the police are. I'll say it a million times. I'll tell you a story. I was in New York. Left the bar. It's uh, the Williamsburg Bridge. On one end of the, bar, of the bridge is a bar. And then if you cross the bridge, you go onto Broadway. I lived about a mile down off Broadway. So I get into a cab. It's late at night. I don't drink, mind you. I was tired. And I said, here's my address. It's just Broadway. So cross the bridge, go straight. And he goes, you got it, buddy. And then I fall asleep, like sort of sleeping. We cross the bridge. And then I feel the you know, taxi take a left turn. And then I sit up and I'm like, hey, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going I'm I'm to go around this traffic. And I was like, okay, well, I live on Broadway, which is straight from the bridge. Just go straight. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. So then I put my head back, close my eyes. He turns right, going, goes back to Broadway, goes down the street, and then starts turning left again. You know what he was doing? He was zigzagging to drive up the tolls so he could make it more expensive. Second time he turns left, I'm like, bro, where are you taking me? Stop, stop the car. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. He starts pulling slowly behind. Like, is there a car stopped at a light? And so then I'm like, let me out. Let me out now. So far, it was like nine bucks. That was, that was what he was charging me. And, he was, and I was like, okay. So I, I say, no, I'm getting out. I grab the door handle and he hits the gas. The door pops open. I jump out. At that point, it was only like five or six miles an hour. So I'm like, what are you doing, man? He gets out and starts screaming at me and threatening me. So I back off. I say, back off, dude. Leave me alone. He's screaming at me and threatening me. Get back in the car. Get back in the car. And I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm at a, we're at a, outside a gas station. I go in the gas station. I'm like, hey, can you call the cops? This guy's going nuts. Cops show up. You know what the cops did? The cops mugged me. No joke. I got mugged by the cops. They walk up to me and they say, pay him his 50 bucks. And I'm like, I called you because he was attacking me. Like, I'll pay him what I own, but it's not 50 bucks. And their meter says 50. And I'm like, it was $9 from the bridge. I called you. He's attacking me. And they said, if you don't give us your wallet right now, we'll arrest you. I said, okay. I handed my wallet to him. She opens it up, took out my I had 20-something dollars, handed me my wallet back and says, we're, we're giving it to him. And then I was like, okay. They hand him the money. They tell him to leave. Then they're like, do you want to ride to your house? And I was like, no. Long story short, man. I'm not a fan of New York cops. I'm not a fan of big city police. I don't think they're always doing the right thing. And I think this is part of the problem of our cultural issues. We need something better than back the blue. We need something better than defund the police. 
We need a culture of responsibility within the police departments and within the population. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Maybe the, the, the issue is New York is just a crooked and destroyed city, and that's how it's always going to be. I don't want to leave you off on a bad note, though. With all this bad stuff happening, it gets me down. I still kind of feel like there's some good news. I got good news for you. Boise Pride Festival removes Drag Kids event from lineup. Yeah, they're claiming safety issues. They're lying. The real issue is that two sponsors pulled out saying we don't want to be involved with minors doing drag dancing. So. We win on that front. Here we go. Tennessee Tech cancels campus drag shows for mocking God inviting minors. We're winning. This is not a conservative value. This is just American decency, human decency. And it's, it's remarkable. The left is trying as hard as possible. I shouldn't even say the left because child drag shows are not an inherently left thing. It's just the left is promoting it. They want you. I, I, actually, I'd be curious about this. I doubt Jimmy Dore would support child drag, but I don't know. I don't know. Because he's a true leftist. I find myself to be left slightly economically libertarian. They call me right wing because I oppose the sexualization of children. Dude, culture and ideology. In this front, we're winning. And there's a lot more going on. This is crazy. I mean, this is not about winning or anything. This is just crazy. Police presence at IRS building in Memphis was a result of misinformation. Yeah, somebody swatted the IRS building. That's just crazy. That's not good news or winning. This is actually more bad news that we're kind of just falling apart, but I had it misplaced in my list. So after a legal fight, Oberlin says it will pay $36.59 million to a local bakery. Gibson's Bakery said the Liberal Arts College had falsely accused it of racism after a black student was caught shoplifting. I despise the cult. It's amazing. Gibson's Bakery. Some students shoplifted. They caught him and said, hey, don't do that. The campus then contributed to saying they're actually just racists. You try to stop someone committing crime against you and they call you racist. Well, thirty six point five nine million dollars. Oh, feels good to hear it. But they've destroyed the institution of Gibson's Bakery. Been around since the 1800s. They destroyed it. You know what? Gibson's should remain open. They can use their $36.59 million to maintain that bakery forever and make sure they never get shut down again. Never. I think they may have already been shut down, to be completely honest. 
Yeah, they're going to mention the legal battle. And I want to see, I just want to see if they've, they've actually been shut down because, uh, you know, ultimately they're forced to pay out this money. Good, 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 good. It's a victory, man. It's just victory. We've got a big political battle ahead of us, my friends. In order to change all this, we have to win local elections. It's not just about elections, though, because, you know, I talk about getting out and voting. I'm going to keep shouting out Tom McDonald for the next week or so. I'll tell you why. Friday morning is the beginning of the billboard reporting period. Thursday night is the end. That's why we launched on Friday. It's not always the best idea because you're competing with everybody. And that's why we stopped the promotion on Thursday because I did a hard push. I don't want to irritate you guys. I know you come here. You want to listen to you want to hear about news. You want to hear my thoughts. Not everybody agrees, but we got to do something. We've got to organize the left. They're doing this campaign right now where they have a meme. They comment on your page and say you have been selected to register to vote. You must now comment on someone else's page to register them to vote. You see how good they are at this? And they are. I know. I used to do nonprofit fundraising. So what happens is they're doing like this pay it forward thing. They send the link and say, you can register to vote here. Find out where to register to vote. Then that they tell you, now you need to post this on someone else's page. They're, it's it's chain, chain letters getting people to register to vote. We should probably start something like that too. Get all your friends. Scott Pressler is the man. But it's not just politics. When we released that song, I, t- I did a big segment about this. The corporate press told us to screw off because they hate me and my politics. And they, has, they had other weird statements, too. It's not even about the song. The song we released was apolitical. We've got to impact the cultural machine. We need to take the wheel away from them. And we can do it. If every single person who watches this video go, clicks the link below and buys Tom McDonald's song, he will chart number one. And then all of these big companies in establishment press will have to ask themselves why that's happening. Because we got organized. Because we said, we don't like you. We don't like what you represent. Look, Disney's approval rating among conservatives is underwater. It's like 20 something percent. We all rag on these woke companies. Jeremy's Razors comes out. Stop giving money to people who hate you. We know that we need to stop funding the woke corporations. But here's a challenge. Here's a challenge. I know I can't convince you because you can't convince me to give up all entertainment. That's insane. Look, I, I, I watch, you know, uh, I'm watching Breaking Bad, AMC. I'm watching it on Amazon. I, have a, I bought a Disney account a while ago. I think it expires in a few months because I paid, I paid for the year. That's a, and, I, and then when I saw what they were doing, I was like, I don't want to pay for this anymore. I'm not going to. Part of it, too, is like, I don't want to give them money, but I do want to know what they're saying and doing so I can comment on it and talk about my critiques of it. But once my membership's over, I'm not renewing it. Barring some extenuating circumstances in cultural conflict or whatever. But um, again, maybe, you know, maybe that's jumping the gun and being too overzealous. I want to make sure when people are saying, hey, did you see this show? I can be like, yes, I did. Here's what happened in it. Right. But I don't want to give these people money. The solution is not to tell everybody to boycott Disney because people don't want to give up their entertainment. It's to create something you can offer them instead. This is good news that, you know, in the legal front, we're winning. You've got, you know, stories like this in the New York Times. Democrats in vulnerable areas know that crime is bad. Uh, politically, we're, we're going to see some good news. We're seeing good primary victories, people like Kerry Lake. But what about the actual culture war itself? Eric July, he put out Ripaverse, $3 million. Bravo, dude. Glad to hear it. We are going to make stuff. 
We are going to create an opportunity for people to exist in a space outside of the woke cult. We are going to shift culture and we're going to stop this psychosis. And we are going to have young people saying, like, I won't stand here and watch you do this to these people. We're going to have we're going to build a culture of people saying, I'm not going to make TikTok videos about dancing. I'm going to make videos about being responsible, supporting individuality. And this is where it starts. Pushing back and winning the culture war. So if there's anything you can do, I don't it's not about giving me money. Thanks for watching this video. Thank you for supporting TimCast.com. Now support Tom McDonald. I've only talked to the guy a handful of times. He's a rad dude. That's about it. Not paid endorsement in no way. This is this is this is legit. His music is good. His message is good. He's challenging the machine. I want to see him break the charts. I want to see him at all the award shows. I want to see him stand up and say to all of the industry, you cannot ignore us. I want to see young people listening to Tom McDonald. I want to see teenagers blasting Tom McDonald on TikTok and all that stuff. That's what I want to see, man. I want to see the machine drop to its knees in tears, knowing that it's been defeated and we've won. So we'll see. We got to get organized. So the things you can do right now, get your friends registered to vote like Scott Pressler has been doing. Speak up and defend yourself and support artists like Tom McDonald who are winning the culture war. Buy his music, put him on the billboard charts. I want to see it. I hope you do too. I hope with everybody who buys that $1 song from him, he gets more money and he makes more music. Oh, I just love to see it. I love to see the anger in the eyes of the cult when we succeed. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out. We'll see y'all then. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez recently did an interview with GQ. And we've talked a bit about it. In it, she said she didn't know if she was going to be alive in September. Well, spoiler alert, she survived, and we're all happy for this. Uh, I don't know why she thought she would be dead, but that was weird to a lot of people. And now she's getting roasted for another part of this interview. AOC said she wasn't sure if an intercultural, interracial relationship would be the right fit for her. Whoa. AOC coming out and admitting to being a racist is not something I had in my bingo card for 2020. Actually, no, I think it was there because we've been saying for some time that the woke left are racist. They're, 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 they're moralists. They're racialists. They're reactionary. But hold on there a minute. I actually do not subscribe to the belief that simply because you have preferences in dating, you're racist, sexist, or transphobic. No, 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 not I. Probably not you. If someone was just like, I'm just not all, not, not all that into this kind of person of this background or this culture, or whatever, you'd be like, okay, some people just like what they like. I mean, you, what, do you, what do you do, right? But here's the thing. The woke left have, have been pushing this idea relentlessly for a long time that dating preferences, racial dating preferences is racist. All right. Look, I, here we go. Let's, let's see what we got here. We got, we got this story here from Mashable, <clears throat> February 8, 2021. Racism thrives in the online dating world. Racial preferences on dating apps reflect the shameful roots of racism in the U.S. Some people are just into some people. I don't know. Like, what are you supposed to do about it? It doesn't mean you like just because you're, say, like a black person doesn't want to date a Mexican person doesn't mean that you hate Mexican people. It means you're just not attracted to that. This is the world that they want to create. Here we go. What's this one? Least desirable. How racial discrimination plays out in online dating. 
a dating site for white people. It's racist no matter how it's justified. Oh, boy. Uh Oh, we'll talk about that. Here's the big story, though. I'm not super interested in just ragging on AOC or whatever, because the reality is she overcame her racism by her own standards. And now she's engaged to this, you know, white ginger dude. Good for them. I'm, I'm glad they're happy. What I think we're seeing from this, which is much more interesting, is first hypocrisy on the left. They don't have any strong morals. They don't. You cannot be in this realm of, of, of talking about racial dating preferences being racist and then come out and say that you have that and not be called racist. These people are hypocrites. They, they, they lust for power and that defines them. Fine. Not every single one. No. AOC overcame her racism. Good for her. But so many of them will come out and say something and then contradict themselves 10 minutes later. I mean, defund the police. Perfect example. They will scream and cry the police are bad, but they're the first to call the cops when they think it will benefit them. And therein lies the problem. Now, I think it's important to talk about what AOC was, was saying here and why. Because I have no issue. If there's like a white person who's like, you know, I just have a preference for other white people. I'm like, well, you know, welcome to reality. You can see it reflected across the board through all demographics. People prefer to be around people of their own races. It's just it's just existence. I don't know. Maybe you think it's wrong. Fine, whatever. Me personally, I don't know. You know, with my background, there is quite literally no physical reality in which I am not in a mixed race relationship. That's just that's just literally impossible. And even like I I I guess if there was someone who was like a quarter Asian or something, but they'd have to then be like 20% Korean and 5% Japanese. But even then, it's still, you know, mixed race people can only be in interracial relationships. It's the interesting thing about what AOC is saying here. And I think it shows once again, she does not have morals. She does not have principles. I do not trust her. But the the actual story here that I want to that I think is important is this. From Newsweek, plummeting birth rates could lead to hyper liberal future. Wrong. Wrong Newsweek. Plummeting birth rates will lead to civil war. And I, I said it. And it will lead to a conservative future. But I want to get into this. But first, I want to talk to you about, you know, AOC and her preference and how this plays into what's going on, because this is important. Insider, actually, I just want to say it. I don't want to bury the lead. AOC instantly becomes more conservative the moment she talks about getting married. Isn't that interesting? And I don't mean to say that wanting to be in a same race relationship is a conservative thing inherently. But the left rejects this idea outright until they are the ones who are actually about to get married. Case in point, they're talking about plummeting birth rates could lead to a liberal future because people aren't having kids, so they're not going to be conservative. We know from the science that when people get married and have kids, they become more conservative. That's what the study finds. Their argument is that because we won't have kids, we'll be more liberal. Wrong. That means there'll be less liberals because conservatives still have kids. AOC, the moment she starts thinking about marriage, all of a sudden these ideas about race play a role in everything. Amazing how that works. Here's the story. I love this because they buried. Here's the lead. She said she wasn't sure if an intercultural, interracial relationship would be right for her. AOC shared in a new interview that she had initial doubts about whether an intercultural, interracial relationship would be the right fit for her. The congresswoman told GQ in an interview published on Wednesday, September 7th, that her relationship with Riley Roberts, who is white, sparked questions for her about identity and belonging. She's a New Yorican, which is a Puerto Rican born in New York. Through her, throughout her political career, she has faced racist and sexist attacks from right wing trolls and politicians alike. And then she comes out and says that, you know, 
I don't know if I should date this guy because he's white and I'm not. Mm, Here's the quote. AOC's biggest problem is that she's AOC. Oh, congratulations. In this passage, they say, quote, it's my resolution that perhaps we can be engaged by the end of the year. Uh, she, she recalled him telling her, Riley. And I said, oh, really? Well, you're going to have to woo me. You're going to have to convince me after all this time why I should. Ocasio-Cortez told me that she never considered marriage inevitable. Her relationship with Roberts, who is white, raised her own particular questions about identity and belonging. She wasn't positive that an intercultural, interracial relationship would be the right fit for her. Sorry, what? Is the National Review saying this? Is there anyone in America who, having read those words, can still insist that AOC is treated unfairly? If anyone else in politics had told a friendly journalist that they were not positive, that an intercultural, interrelationship, uh, interracial relationship would be the right fit for them, it would have yielded a hurricane of criticism. That's right. So imagine if Tim Scott or Glenn Youngkin or Marco Rubio or anyone said that they'd be crucified. 94% of Americans approve of interracial marriage. Yeah, who cares? I don't care about AOC's opinion on this. I don't care if she wants to marry a Puerto Rican guy, a Mexican guy, a black guy, a white guy, Jewish guy. I don't care. The point is, the moment she begins thinking about marriage, she's all of a sudden in that camp. Racial preferences on dating apps, the shameful roots of criticism. That's right. Because they've been saying for years now that if you're a white person and you don't want to date a black person, a Mexican person or whatever, you're racist. And I'm sure that will go in every direction, right? No, probably not. They've probably long maintained, well, you know, if a a person of color doesn't want to date a white person, it's because of, you know, historical racism and things like that. Well, they've said it over and over again. Does having a racial preference when dating make us racist? Blah, 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 blah. Here's the real story. AOC's shift towards what is perceived as a more conservative view is unsurprising. Newsweek writes, Plumbing birth rates around the world could lead to a hyper-liberal future, scientists have found. Full stop. Could? Sure. Likely to? No. And I'll explain. A study, Experimental and Cross-Cultural Evidence that Parenthood and Parental Care Motives Increase Social Conservatism, published in Proceedings of the Royal Society B, researched whether parenthood had an influence on social attitudes. The aim was to understand the origins of divisive social attitudes on issues such as abortion, immigration, and sex. Before now, the impact of parenthood on social and political attitudes has not been widely investigated. Prior to undertaking the study, researchers hypothesized that people more invested in parental care may be drawn to conservative policies. This is because traditionally conservative views favor family values, safety, and stability. Researchers found evidence that those who showed a greater desire to be parents were more drawn to these conservative values. On the flip side, Researchers also found evidence that those who are already parents were more conservative. Interesting. Co-author Nicholas Carey, a postdoctoral research fellow in psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, told Newsweek that these findings contradict the commonly held belief that people become more conservative with age as a result of the harsh realities of life. No, having kids opens you up to the harsh realities of life. Okay. They say the belief is captured in the expression, whoever is not liberal at 20 has no heart. And whoever is not conservative at 30 has no brain. Full stop. Are you kidding me with that quote? It's abysmal. The real quote is, if you're not liberal when you're young, you have no heart. And if you're not conservative when you're older, you have no head. Okay? It's, it's, it's meant to be a bit alliterative. Anyway, no brain. In fact, when you statistically control for the effects of parenthood, older people are no more socially conservative than younger people. The researchers believe that in light of the findings and globally declining birth rates, this could lead to a more liberal future. That's because if people don't want children or put off having babies, they are less likely to have conservative attitudes. 
Given that birth rates are declining in most of the world, but increasing sharply in some regions, the current findings could have profound implications on the political landscape of the future. Specifically, our rulings would suggest that global increases in childlessness could potentially contribute to a process of liberalization on social issues. How can you be so myopic? Are you kidding me with this? Less kids means less people to vote for your policies. Is that hard to realize? Amazing. Conservative people still have kids. Liberal people don't have kids. The end result is going to be this. Right now, we are experiencing hyperpolarization. I wonder why that is. Millennials are aborting their kids and sterilizing them. Well, I should say liberals. Conservatives are still having kids. Conservatives are conservative, have kids, become more conservative. Liberals who don't have kids become far left, self-interested and egotistical. But they don't have kids. So in 20 years, who's going to vote to replace them? Who's going to vote for them in their stead? Better phrasing. Let me give you some basic math scientists to help you consider why you're wrong. So, okay, so you have 50 liberals, 50 conservatives. They range in all age demographics. 20 years goes by. The conser- so 20 years goes by, and here's your voting block. Liberals age out and die, no longer voting. So they don't have kids either. Their voting block shrinks. Let's, let, let, I'll do this. For those that are watching, here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to paint a picture with my hands. That's all I got, right? So let's say my thumbs represent the younger age, and my fingers up top represent the older age bracket. Older age people, you can't go higher than this. After you go up, you die. So here's the top of that limit. They're not having kids. The left voting bracket is shrinking because there's no kids. But conservatives, while they are dying, are still having kids, albeit they're having less kids. Hey, what's happening? How are you going to have a hyper liberal future when there's no liberals to vote for those policies? Was that so hard to consider? It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Conservatives have kids. Conservative kids have kids. The left keeps responding to me in this regard, being like, yes, but liberals do have children as well. Yes, they have less. It's just math. Over a long enough period of time, we're dealing with attrition. Liberals have less kids. They're more likely to remain liberal into old age, thus creating more a, a bigger push further left for that voting block. Fine. We can do another dimension here. Conservatives are going to float around here in this space, but liberals with less less kids are going to move further and further left. Hey, that's literally happening right now. The liberalization of the left, the the left is, is the, the leftization of the left is easily, uh, I guess, explained because they're not having kids. So as they're getting older, traditionally, liberal people would have kids. And they would be liberal, but they would become a little bit more conservative in some areas. Without having kids, they just keep drifting further and further left. But they're shrinking as well. Sorry. So what do they got to do? They have to recruit from your kids on the right to maintain their social dominance. 
But I do not believe that will happen. It doesn't make sense. They, so look, we know they say socialists don't have kids. They have yours. The left doesn't have kids. They have yours. Right. But at a certain point, conservatives start reacting to this and saying, no, hey, school choice, homeschooling, micro schools. There's only so many children that can be pulled away from the right to the left to make up for that deficit. So when they say this, well, when we look at the data, there's less kids happening. You are not talking about political ideology. They're looking at 100 people. They're saying, here's 100 people in one group. Oh, no, the kids, there's less kids. Therefore, this means it's going to be a more liberal future. What they're not realizing is that it's not the same. Conservatives still have more kids. And that means over time, the left will cease to exist and conservatives will exist. Now, with less kids from conservatives, there may be a slight liberalization of conservatives. But all that's going to happen is it's going to rebalance back to where it originally was. As the far leftists don't have kids and then begin to cease to exist, conservatives will drift slightly leftward because they have less kids, but then you're going to get the traditional left-right dichotomy again, like we saw in the 90s or whatever. You're going to have traditional liberals. You're going to have traditional conservatives and the far left gone because they don't have kids at all. There you go. They say, in 2020, the U.S. had a birth rate of 55.8 births per 1,000 women. This is a 20% decline compared to the rate in 2007, which was 69.3. Yes, of course. Scientists believe this is down to increased opportunities for women, women in education and the workforce and the increased cost of living and raising kids. I think so. Kerry said it's difficult to say what the political landscape will look like in 50 years and whether less people having children will have a direct impact on this. But if it is the case that parenthood contributes to social conservatism, this might contribute to the liberalization of countries where childlessness is increasing or where people are putting off parenthood until later in life. OK, here's the issue. Conservatives right now have kids. They say things like, I don't want you giving my kid a sex change. Liberals don't have kids and say things like, you should. Leftists who are pushing this convince their more liberal peers to adopt this, and then they sterilize their children with sex change medication or surgery. Not only are they not having kids, but the policies of leftism are resulting in them sterilizing the kids they do have. Not every family, not every single one, but it's called attrition. Over a long enough period of time, you will cease to exist. 20 years from now, these 30-year-old millennials will be in their 50s. If they don't have kids, they ain't going to be having kids then. Of the people who did have kids and sterilized them, those kids are going to grow up and not be able to kids have kids either. There will not be a liberal generation following this. It's going to keep shrinking and shrinking. And even though, yes, conservatives are having less kids, it's shrinking slower. Eventually, you will see probably... MAGA, populists, working class people, pro-union conservative types, that will be the dominant faction. But they still have kids. And so then you'll see a wave of people having kids, advocating for kids, saying have families like conservatives do, and the culture will shift. The social pressures will then shift towards having kids, which will weave back in to a more conservative reality. The left they refuse to acknowledge this because they're on a path for destruction. And I love it when I post on people, people's Facebooks and I'm like, hey, man, look, sterilize your kids. I don't know. I'm not going to complain about it. Do your thing, whatever. But that just means there's not going to be leftists in the future because your, your ideology is, is waning. We are winning the culture war. Why? Because they don't have kids. 10% of federal spending goes, goes towards children. 
a massive portion of the economy is spent on children. When it comes to new industry and new business, the left ain't going to be there. They're, they, I mean, I, I think one of the big reasons they're going after kids so heavily is because they don't have any. I mean, for one, they don't care about your kids because they, they're not their kids. And two, they know that they need your kids to vote for them. And it works to a certain degree. But now conservatives are pushing, pushing back with school choice and because of and homeschooling. I recently provided a contribution in the, fi, in, in, in the low five figures to a micro school, a Christian micro school. Me, myself, I don't consider myself Christian. I do believe in God. And so I think the values that they have there will be good for these kids. And it's better than woke value. So I'll take what I can get. I have tremendous respect, respect for uh, Christian moral values, but I'm not a big fan of the organized religion outright, nor do I believe it's true. It's not my thing. So, but so I provided that contribution because um, we're going to win. That's the reality. A micro school pops up. I think they're taking in like 60 to 80 kids or something like that. They needed some funding. And I said, absolutely, I will contribute to this. Got to put, the, got to put your money where your mouth is. But it's also, I, spend, I, I allocate funding where I think it's important. And I think that's important for our future. So when uh, people like me and others are advocating for school choice, for, for pods, pod learning, where communities bring their kids together, micro schools, which is effectively pod schooling, basically what they do is there's a building, parents all bring their kids in, and it's effectively tutoring. It's not a real school accredited by the government, it is, but, it, but it's a micro school. So these kids are going to be instilled with more conservative values. Lo and behold, there's going to be religion involved. Oh, heavens. Good. I prefer liberal-leaning post, post-Christians to woke moralists, um, probably because that's where I am. I think anybody who, uh, you know, I'll put it this way. There's a great meme, and it's the IQ bell curve of like really low, really high, and then the middle average. And on the really low end is a guy who looks unwell, who's like, God's real. A person in the middle crying, saying God's not real, and then a very smart person with like, and like, as like a monk being like, God is real. It's interesting how many scientists, the, the overwhelming majority, believe that God is real and all of that stuff. And, you know, I think the issue is people who are, who are overt atheists have a simplistic view of what God is or means. And I think people who start asking deeper philosophical questions, study spirituality, start to say, huh. They either become agnostic or say, you know, I do think there is something. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers. Absolutely not. But I think woke moralists, I, sh- I shouldn't even call them moralists. They have, they have no moral framework. They're dangerous. I think that it's important that we educate kids in the understanding of, you know, external philosophies. I don't think religion is perfect for that. I don't think religious schools will teach all of that. But I think it gets a little bit closer than woke secularism or whatever, atheism. I have no problem with atheists. I have a problem with ideological zealots. And that's what the woke have become. So keeping kids away from that's probably a good thing. So I'll put it this way. I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. I'm willing to make sure kids are getting a, a, a better education and upbringing. And uh, I'll say this. I don't have kids. I don't. I don't have any kids. I'm 36. Hmm. Yeah, probably should. And, uh, you know, maybe. We'll see. But I understand what the left is doing to steal kids away. I have strong uh, moral values that are, uh, are rooted in my understanding of, well, I have strong moral values, and I understand they're rooted in a Christian moral framework. That's why I like it. The story of Sodom and Gomorrah, if there's but one righteous person, you know, spare this town. And uh, there's a lot of bad things in there, don't get me wrong, but we've retained so much good. 
innocent until proven guilty, I think is a strong and important moral value. And thus, I think if I don't have kids, well, I can at least with the work I do provide in a direction that's going to make a better future. I don't I don't fault AOC for her interracial dating preference, you know, for her being opposed to it or whatever. I think that's fine that people just have preferences in dating and whatever. Some people have, you know, some some dudes want to bang dudes. It's like, well, that's their preference, I guess. You're not going to call them sexist because they're not getting with women, are you? That's stupid. People just like what they like, I guess. But the point here is amazing how this narrative of it's racist to have racial preferences is just out the window now. AOC, the moment she starts thinking about marriage, she immediately falls back to some kind of, I guess you'd call it traditional conservative value, huh? How about that? That's what they'd call it. Amazing. Amazing. We'll see what the future has in store for us. But I don't think, I think this is extremely myopic what they're saying. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. We put out a song two weeks ago now. The charts dropped Wednesday. Only Ever Wanted by Timcast is charting. Number two in sales, number 16 for alternative music. Number 16. There are many bands that are platinum, that are massive, that release singles and songs and don't chart. And they get big play and airtime and mainstream media support. We put out one song, we hit the charts with your support. So I'm eternally grateful. We also got big news. Tom McDonald has just dropped his new single, Riot. If you have not listened to Tom McDonald's music, you are missing out. And I'm assuming most of you know about it. The dude, Tom, lyrical genius. He's able to, in music, with these songs like System, Names, Fake Woke, I'm listening to all these things. He's able to just nail these concepts, these, these cultural, political talking points better than I could. And it's just good music. He's got a new single out, Riot. Y'all should buy it. You should buy it for $1. And I'll explain why. And I love that in the song, he rags on the establishment media, pop music, and he's not going to play those games. And, and I dig it, man. Not only is it good music that you can play, but it hits that message as well. And, and I'm all for it. I loved it when hip hop in the past used to make points, used to talk about culture and issues. A lot of it just became, you know, guns, guns, whatever, drugs, money, bling. But let's talk about what's going on. And I want to talk to you right now. I want to say this before we even get started. Click the link in the description below to buy Tom McDonald's song Riot. And I'll tell you why. They block him from charting. Let me show you this. PR Newswire. And, and we'll read, I'll, I'll, I'll get into more of this in a, in a second. Tom McDonald moves enough albums to top Billboard at number one, but data collection agency won't respond. This is from PR Newswire. So this is Tom McDonald putting out a press release explaining what happened. They sold enough to hit number one. And they don't get it. They don't chart. You got to understand what's happening right now and why it's time we storm the gates of the cultural establishment. We put out a song, Tim Cast, Only Ever Wanted, charting at number two. They are refusing to write about it. We knew this was going to happen. They won't even criticize it. They won't review it. And I'll tell you why. Because the song is good and they like it. That's it. We made an apolitical song and we know they like it. So what are they going to do? Make a story about how they hate it. Mm, it's just a kind of rocks. It's alternative rock, I guess. I would, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best song in the world. But I want to I I share with you quotes about what they said. And I want to tell you why they're doing it. They're refusing to write about it because it's political. So here's what I want to say before I show you the charts and get through this. 
Here's why you got to buy Tom McDonald's song. For one, it's really good. I mean, that's just it. That should be the main reason anybody is going to his page, subscribing to his music and buying his music. But Tom, he calls out the system. He calls out the establishment. It's not left or right. It's just it's like anti-establishment, but it's logical, making points about what they do. Here's what I would love to see. I'm a big fan of Tom's work. I've been listening to his music for now. It's going on, what, a couple of years he's been putting this stuff out. We've been seeing this amazing stuff. I'm a big fan. I want to see him number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I want to see his albums number one because they're good. That's what I want to see. I want to see independent artists who sell their own music not have to bend their knee to an establishment elitist machine and beg for media coverage. And we can do it. So I told everybody to buy my music last week. And some people said, you're grifting, Tim. You just want people to buy your music. You wish you were a rock star. And I'm like, I don't care, dude. Buy Tom McDonald's music instead. I want to see the machine. I want to see the cracks in the facade. I want to see these people who think they're the gatekeepers to arts and to cultural, to, to our culture. I want to see them knocked off their high horse. So here's what I'd love to see. Tom McDonald should have more music on the Hot 100 based on the amount of hits and sales he gets. But for some reason, I'm like, how is this? You know, I try and look up his stuff. He's got a couple that are, that are, that are charting. How is this dude not number one right now when he's getting millions of hits on his songs when they drop, when he's number one in sales? And it's because they play dirty games. So do this. If every single person who listened to this song bought Tom McDonald's new single, Riot, he would be number one. Force these people to write about it. Let me tell you why I'm pissed off. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, with your support, proud to say, only ever wanted the song that we released here at TimCast under the band name TimCast because we're so original. It's, it's the first song we're putting out. We're doing it a lot for just we want to make a point. For one, I write music. I've always written music. I've published music more than I've actually done politics, but politics was just more successful. It's funny. You don't hear people coming out being like Tim Pool is a failed musician who got into politics. You don't hear them saying Tim Pool is a failed skateboarder who got into politics. No, I do political commentary because I've also done that my whole life. I was doing nonprofit fundraising activism, very much involved in cultural issues and making music. Hey, I grew up listening to punk rock music and things like that. We hit number two, digital song sales. There's more. In alternative, we hit number 16. There's 25 positions on the alternative chart. We're number 16. What do we got? A lot of this stuff is kind of old. I don't know. We're above Billie Eilish, Panic at the Disco. I don't know who some of these other people are. You know, we didn't beat Kate Bush or Nikki Yore and Daisy for Sunroof or Imagine Dragons. It's fine. Number 16, a bunch of my favorite bands that are big, that have millions of followers, don't chart with their singles. With your support, we did. And I knew we were going to make a point. I got more, though. This is, this is what is this? Hot alternative. For alternative sales, number one. For rock sales, Number one, emerging artist. Number five, Will of the People charted at number 17 in sales. And that song came out two years ago. Now, I'm not saying these things because I'm here to tell you that we're like the best band ever or anything like that. I'm here to tell you about winning and the importance of winning the culture war. Jennifer Lawrence gave an interview because she's doing movies 
And she said overturning Roe v. Wade was bad. And she said Tucker Carlson gives her nightmares or he's in her nightmares. All of this crazy stuff. She said the only reason they didn't vote for Donald, they didn't vote for Hillary Clinton was because they hate women. AOC is doing the same thing. AOC is an influencer. This is cultural dominance. They, they use this. They use the arts to, to capture people, to try and come for your kids. And we're going to push back. And you know what? They're losing their minds. Good. Good. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to revel in it. Number two, digital sales. Let me tell you something. On Friday, the 26th, when we published this song, within 12, I think 12 hours, or maybe it was a little bit more, we, we hit number, okay, so I think on the first day we hit number five. We hit number five, I think, by like 10 p.m. on iTunes. Number five. And I was shocked. I was like, whoa, we're the number fifth highest charting song on iTunes. What did we hear? All these lefties, they were losing their minds, smack talking us, saying the song was bad. It sounds like Nickelback. And here we were five days after the release of the promo. They ragged on number five on iTunes. Guess what? We hit number two that night. We couldn't beat Elton John and Britney Spears. Hey, I'll take it. Elton John and Britney Spears, they're like some of the some of the goats. You know what I mean? I mean, especially Elton John. I'm a huge fan of Elton John stuff. We couldn't do it. But we hit number two. We hit number one in alternative. And there we were with all of the hate from the left. But here was the best part. The number one song, Hold Me Closer, article after article after article. The number three song, I think, was DJ Khaled, article after article after article. The number two charting song, taint nothing. Nobody wrote about it. We weren't being featured in any editorials. They just didn't write about it. We got one article from the Daily Beast, I think it was a few days later, and they said how Tim Pool uses butt rock to lure people into his right wing world. It's fascinating. We have a communications, uh, we have communications people here. And so we sent out our release. We sent it out to them. And, and, and I hope you can revel in the anger they have over what's happening before we charted. Uh, let me, let, let, I'm going to read for you some of the responses. And I want to say this. I'm not going to show the emails, the names of the people or the, or the, insta- or, or the, uh, the organizations they work for, because we go through a third party. Uh, we do third party, like we, we contract for communication stuff. And I would have to drag a third party's career if I were to expose the emails. So I'm not going to do that. And I know a lot of people would prefer it, but I can read you some of the things they said. How about this? Quote, I am one of the establishment institutions that hates this dude and everything he represents. Okay, they uh, they say they're not going to write about it. Sorry, not interested. I don't don't like Tim Pool. Vaccines are highly effective at preventing COVID-19, which can be fatal to vulnerable individuals. That was a response we got to a press release like new song drops. That's how they responded. It's weird. I've never been opposed to the vaccine. I've always said, go talk to your doctor. Ah, but Pete Parada, that's right formerly of the offspring, his doctor told him that he couldn't get the vaccine. Not his fault. He got fired for it. And now they're lying about him, trying to smear him. And this is the game they play because it's a cult. Thanks for sending through. Not for us, though. I've got no desire to give anti-vaxxer proponents any airtime on our station. Ooh, I love that one. Let me explain to you what's happening and why this is exactly what I was hoping for. We knew they would never write about us. Because I know they already don't. The only thing we get periodically is weird leftist smear pieces. But when we have powerful conversations with prominent individuals, they ignore it every step of the way. 
And I'll tell you why. Timcast is a middle of the road platform that it would be very attractive to liberals because, you know, they don't like Trump. But, you know, we have we have honest conversations about it. And sure enough, a large portion, I think the third highest percentage of individuals who watch the show self-identify as traditional liberal. Yeah, they don't want people getting exposed to this. I already have talked about this before, that for some reason they never write about me. When they do, it's weird, nonsensical hit pieces, despite the fact that we are one of the biggest political shows in the world, that in the charts, Timcast IRL, I think is number 11 in, uh, entertain, in the entertain, in live entertainment category. That's right. Above us in the charts, glo- I think this is uh, US, it might be globally. No, 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 I think it's US. In the US charts, no, it might be globally. I don't, I don't know. All I know is that when you look at the top of the charts for entertainment, we are like number 11, almost the top 10. I could have it inverted. And then in super chats, we're like 16. You'd think being the biggest live sit down in person show talking about politics and culture, somebody would have something to say about us, but they ignore us. So I knew this was happening. So you know what we want to do here? We got number two in the charts. And I said, we're going to force them the industry, the establishment to recognize they are done. They are losing. Now, hold on. It's not about me. I got to be honest. I like writing songs, so I'm going to publish them. I've been writing music my whole life. You don't have to like it. Not everybody does. That's the way music works. Maybe it's not even that good. I don't know. I like it, so I'm going to make it. Sometimes I cook food too. I don't think I'm a master chef, but I enjoy it, right? So I'm going to keep doing it and I'll share it with my friends. And with your help, we hit number two. What I am sick and tired of my whole life is you come up and you say, hey, man, I've worked really hard. I wrote this song. And what do they say to you? We don't care. Yet you ain't in the club. It's a big club and you ain't in it. And that goes from culture to politics. How many people are celebrities because someone just told them they could be? How many people got put into positions of power where they try to be gatekeepers because someone told them they could be? That's journalism to the T. How do people get jobs in news media? Their parents pay their bills. They get connected. They get internships. This has been a big scandal in New York media. You can't live in the city and be an intern at a media outlet unless someone's paying your bills. So what do you get? Out of touch, woke liberals who write all the news. Well, you know what? Sooner or later, something funny is going to happen when we keep charting and we will. And you keep saying it's not happening, plugging your ears. And eventually, eventually, one of the songs we put out is going to get massive play. And there's going to be a bunch of people saying like, man, I love that song. How come nobody's writing about it? How come there's no, what is this? You can't ignore it forever. You are losing the culture war. CNN, they're now saying is going right wing. Politico, they're saying is now going right wing. Don't know, don't care. Y'all are nuts. All I know is that we're taking over and you're losing. And these quotes we got back from our communications people, they give me joy. Oh, your tears. I love it. Does your distaste for me preclude you from doing your job? This is where I am so excited to expose the machine. You see, right now, Wikipedia, here's what y'all can do next. Let's let's I don't know how to do it. But I would love to see a discography section for two songs that I released, Will of the People, No Charting. Mm, it's too bad. Only Ever Wanted. Oh, on several charts. Digital Sales, Alternative Rock, Rock and Alternative. 16, 21, and 24 on those three charts. Actually, Will of the People now charted at 17, so you can put that one in there. How about that? In sales. They don't want to write about it. 
because then they have to admit that we are here and we're good. Here's what I think. If they thought what we were doing was bad, they would write it's bad. And they do. Media Matters, for instance, will try and smear us and write nonsense. Well, why won't they write about when we have prominent people on the show and we have interesting conversations? Because they know that people will agree with a middle of the road conversation and it may de-radicalize them and they don't want that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's what I think. I think the reason they're refusing to write about Only Ever Wanted is because they can't critique it. If they come out and say the song is bad, regular people will hear it and say, I don't know, it's actually kind of good or not my cup of tea, but it's not bad. 70 some thousand thumbs up, 1.7 million hits on YouTube, number two in digital sales, overwhelming positive comments. And because of this, I'm now going to be heading out to a major rock festival and I get to I get connected with a bunch of big industry guys because the release of this song, guess what? Got the attention of some industry people who now really want to work with us. Big industry, big, you know, big record labels. Oh, no. This is the reality. It's working. Here's what I want to stress, though. To the people who come to me and say, oh, you just want to be a rock star. It's like, dude, I've been writing music since I was seven. Okay, I've released music. This is about winning a culture war. And it's about me doing what I can. If I was, you know, a pro sports player, then I then I do that. We skate. I skateboard. I rollerblade. We're going to get scooters and bikes. And I'm going to produce content around that because that's what I know. And that's what I can do. But it's also why I am adamant right now. I don't know how we do it, man. Tom McDonald needs to hit number one. He has to hit number one because they need to be forced every week with a new song, be it me, Tom or anybody else. We're going to sign people. It's not just me making songs under Tim Cast Records. We're going to be signing tons of other musicians and we are going to push and make sure we keep hitting those charts and we invade those cultural spaces. And then they'll be forced to, to, to listen. I'm, I'm waiting for the day when these industry websites, these magazines, they say, hey, this, this song's number two. Shouldn't we write about it? And the person goes, I hate that guy. And the editor goes, yeah, I don't care if you hate him or not. It's number two, dude. Let's get Tom McDonald to the top. In the link in the description below, click it. Some of you don't have iTunes. Maybe you can buy it on you can buy it on Amazon Music. I'll put both links. If you don't have iTunes, buy it on Amazon. I'm gonna tell you the full numbers. We hit number two with twelve thousand five hundred sales, and part of me is is kind of sad. Not everybody's gonna buy it. That's fine, sixty nine cents. But I thought to myself, is that it? You know, we here stand at the precipice of great culture revolution. The left is trying to implement. They want movies to be woke. They want to. They want gender ideology for your kids. They're selling these books that they're putting in front of your kids. We need cultural victories. If we truly believed in this, if we really wanted to do something, this is what I'm saying. Don't don't doesn't have to be me. You don't got to buy my song because that, that that's not what's important. What's important is you come to me and you ask me, what can I do? There's a lot you can do. You can speak up. You can stand up for what you believe in. 
Not everybody can spend the dollar on the song. Totally get that. There's one thing you can do. If you're scared to speak up, if you are unable to, you can take $1 right now. You can click the link and buy Tom McDonald's Riot on Amazon. If 50,000 people, I think 50,000 people bought it, I think he'd be number one on the Hot 100. or Maybe not. Maybe you need like 200,000. But that's the crazy thing. I'm like, dude is legitimately so good at what he does. When he hit, when he, here, here, let me read this for you, because many of you have already seen this story from March. There's a press release that Tom put out. He says, if a tree falls in the woods, does anybody hear it? If an independent artist sells the most albums in a week, does anybody report on it? Apparently not. Tom McDonald has actually sold, not streamed, or TikTok. The most units during the reporting week of March 4th to 11th for his new collaborative album, The Brave, with Adam Calhoun. Listen to it. They moved 48,000 physical copies in three days, which Tom and his partner and video director Nova Rockefeller personally sent out complete with UPC codes. Digitally, it reached number one on iTunes overall top album charts. It shot to number one on the store's all genre sales. Leapfrogging Disney and Lin-Manuel Miranda Juggernaut and Kanto soundtrack. Moreover, the Brave held the number one spot on the overall top albums charts and hip hop charts, posting up to up 6.2 million streams. It has bested the numbers of new projects from the late King Von and DaBaby and Youngboy Never Broke Again. Why is why isn't getting why is why isn't getting Tom getting what is it a response to rectify this? It trended at number five on YouTube trending. Yo, they don't want us outsiders, anti-establishment people using their own rules. They just don't want us in there. Let me tell you what this is. Let me tell you, Tim cast IRL with 40 plus thousand live viewers almost every single night. That's about where we average. Why aren't we ever trending? We get we get half a million hits in a day on our show. How come we're never trending? How come when you click live shows, Timcast IRL, it's not there because they hate us. They don't like our politics and they want to use their their their, their control over culture to stop people from getting access to real information or critical thought. OK. I want to see the facade ripped apart. I want to see the foundation crumble. They will not be able to ignore this. They don't like Tom's politics. They don't like that he's not going to bend the knee to these institutions and work the way they want him to work. So they're going to stop him from hitting the charts where he should have been. So I look at this music, some of my favorite bands, and I was shocked to see like they release these big songs that get millions of hits, no charting. And then I thought about it and I'm like, you know what? It makes sense. A lot of these musicians put on music and then over 10 years, they end up racking up all these hits and sales. Then they'll be like, it's platinum. Yeah, but it was never the 100th best song, most listened to song in that week period. So when Tom McDonald gets 5 million hits in a week, he should be up there on the charts. I was surprised to find out that he's only had a few. And I'm like, that makes no sense. Dude's got like 30 million hits. Isn't, isn't 30 million like gold? No, I think 75 million is gold. But plus sales, he should be getting these, these accolades. This was what really got me. Because when we released a song and we saw that people were, were you know, we, we knew it was coming. A lot of people were like, look at what happened with Tom McDonald. And I'm like, okay, bro, it's not about me. I'll find someone else 
to be that be the tip of the spear, to be the mantle. You don't got to like the music I put out. I think Tom's music is just I mean, this is his thing. It's some of the it's some of the like, dude, the lyrics. So good. Dude is a lyrical master. I'm a big fan. He should be number one. You know what? I think his music's good enough. I think it should get more attention. I think the message in it is extremely important. He hits all, all of the marks perfectly on, on what he's producing. They keep him down. So here's what kind of bums me out. Millions of people watch the content I produce. Millions. And millions of people want to know what they can do. And I'm like, give Tom a dollar. You don't got to give it to me. I'll say it a million times. We're going to put out another song in a few weeks. I hope y'all buy it when we do. But it's not about me. Give Tom the money to make more. Give, give Tom the number one position. Let him be the tip of the spear to go out to the media and talk about why the establishment is crooked and corrupt. We're experiencing it. They refuse to write about a song that hit number two because Pete Parada's doctor didn't want him getting the vaccine. That's right. They're a cult. And we got to break the veil. We got to shatter that facade and take over. And we're gonna. When we sell these songs, you know what? I'll tell you this. We made enough off the first release. We got enough industry support. We now have direct connections and contracts. Amazing stuff. It worked. We succeeded. The left comes out and they lie, cheat, and steal. They say, oh, it's bad. Oh, we hate it. Oh, it's cringe. And I'm like, so weird. So weird that it's 90, 95% thumbs up, over a million hits in its first week, and a few, almost in a few days, I think in a few days, actually. And they're like, it's bad. It's bad. Don't listen to it. Don't. Don't. Uh-oh. Y'all ain't got it anymore. We're coming for you. You see, you know what I think? I think me and Tom probably have similar politics. Conservatives were never that good at art, to be honest. I mean, some of them were, but the left dominated this stuff. Well, I'm a disaffected liberal. I grew up in the arts. I grew up in skateboarding. I grew up in the cities. And I think these people are, are a death cult, sterilizing kids, aborting their kids at, at nine months. So you know what? We'll take over from here. Let them falter. Shout out to the Daily Wire crew as well. Please, man, you know, with millions of people who watch this stuff, I'm like, how, how hard would it be for people to, to, to just spend that dollar? Make history. Get them up there. And I'll stress, not a sponsorship spot. I don't have any deals with Tom. I've talked to him a couple times. I'm just saying to myself, how do we get independent artists? How do we get counterculture to break the veil? To force them to acknowledge this is good. And I'll tell you what, when they finally do, when this stuff hits the top of the charts, industry executives, this is, I, I'm telling you this is going to happen. They're going to look at the charts and be like, yo, people are buying this Tom McDonald stuff. That's money. People don't really buy that much music anymore. We sold 12,520. That got us to number two. People don't buy that much anymore. Used to be hundreds of thousands. Still is for some of the top artists. And this is what the industry chases after. Real money. If they start seeing that Tom McDonald's making money, they're going to say, we got to do more of this. Screw that weird woke stuff. That doesn't make money. What makes money is this, this middle of the road kind of anti-establishment counterculture stuff. Force them to shift. Pick up dude's song. I hope to see it, man. I hope that next Tuesday when the numbers come out, we see Tom McDonald Hot 100 number one because 100,000 people bought his song. Here's hoping, man. Shout out to Tom, dude. Again, seriously. Big fan.
I want to see people who actually challenge the system, real punk rock attitudes, pushing back on the cult, shattering the facade. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see y'all then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.